0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 1970. You thought that this show was going to go the way of the Dodo bird? Think again. We're back for another season of PSG football. And here with me, as always, let's just bring them in here. We have Mark Damon, my co-host. Mark, welcome back to the show. I'm glad we can get together and do these again. How's your summer been so far?
1: Uh, Not bad. I've been able to relax a little bit, so I I can't complain too much. Um... It's been an interesting preseason. I don't know. Uh, you know, I can't even really say it's been interesting. It's been it's been a preseason. It's been there. There's there's other. You know, there's the the transfer window has been the more interesting thing, and it's going to be interesting when they can finally get the full team together. But right now, we're sort of in a bit of a limbo period.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about those friendlies and what we liked, what we didn't like, players that stood out. We're going to get into all of that. Um, for me, summer's been good. Just kind of been laying low here. Uh, took a little breather from doing all these podcasts. But like I said, excited to get back into it. I mean, I think that this season has a lot of promise. We've got some new signings, and it should be, um, it should be fun, as always. Very entertaining. But... Well, PSG or <laughs> nothing is not entertaining. This is why we all follow. Um, I do want to say, you know, we're not really going to preview Sunday's Trophy to Champion match against Lille. Mostly, it's just a glorified friendly. I don't think people really care that much about whether we win or lose that game. I mean, we obviously we all want to win. Oh but no, they care if they
1: care. They care if we lose. They don't care if we win. That's, exactly. You know, yeah. No same one. Same on. It's the same thing with the cups. They they care if they care if we lose. They don't care if we win. Yeah. So instead
0: of previewing something where the result really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. I thought we would talk about something that really does matter in the grand scheme of things. And that's Killian Mbappe. Um, I'm curious to get your take. I've been pretty vocal about it. I wrote a piece on PSGTalk.com, talk.com, but um, as of right now, there's no contract extension. There's been all kinds of reports about him. Want, not wanting to stay past this season, but then there was also that interview where he said he dreams of winning the champions league with PSG. So, I want to ask you, how do you see this one playing out?
1: Yeah, I I think that we've been thinking about this in a sort of A, B kind of vision of it, sort of like, okay, either he's going to do A or he's going to do B. A being he's going to sign the extension or B he's going to leave at the end of his contract. And I think if you're laying out options, Obviously, those are the two most likely. But there is a third option where he just runs the contract out and then resigns anyway, or takes it way into the end of the year and, and signs at the end of the year. It's not an impossibility. I wouldn't say it's it's a probability, but it's a, it's a possibility. And I think we need to think of it in sort of a terms of three as opposed to two. With that being said, I think i can't say i'm surprised because i think in this new era players are going to use their leverage and they're going to use their contracts as a way to sort of not be under control of the team if you have a five-year deal you play out the five-year deal you don't sign extensions to the five-year deal unless you feel like it's the right business move I mean, clearly for Neymar, signing that extension was the right business move to make. There was no other team where he could be, where he'd be, uh, I think, as close to what he wants to do as PSG. And right now, Kylian Mbappe is clearly not on that same wavelength. I don't think, and I think they're being fairly honest about this. I don't think he knows quite yet. I think there's a way this is leaning, but I don't think... I think he wants to keep his options open and I think he wants to keep his options open as long as humanly possible, because once you, once you make that statement that you want to leave, then PSG are, I don't know what exactly they would do at that point. And we'll talk about that, but um, I don't think he's going to force the issue on this. I don't think he wants to be seen as one of those players who tries to force his way out of a club. Um, He, plays out the five years and leaves. I, I think he would say that that's a more honorable thing to do than to sort of try to bail at the end of your contract. So I, I think in his mind, he's thinking, let's play this out as long as possible. I, I'm not in a rush. I have all the leverage. What's the point of saying it one way or the other? There's no reason to, because at that point, the game's over one way or the other. And... PSG are in a situation where they don't have to sell him, per se, to make their payroll, to make, you know, to make, to pay the bills. They don't have to. It would be smarter business to sell him so that you recoup some of the money that you would lose. But... At this point, it doesn't seem like Real Madrid can pay anybody any substantial fee anyway. So do you get to a point where you're having an argument with the player and you end up offloading him for 80 to 90? That's not really reaching your value. And what are you going to do with that 80 to 90 this year anyway? So... If you're PSG right now, the option of just letting him play out the contract and trying to win the Champions League this year with what is essentially a super team with the best team PSG is ever going to have, and there's a chance that they can sign Paul Pogba, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's a possibility. Obviously, PSG are going to try to, but it's not a done guaranteed thing. But even without Paul Pogba, you're still looking at a I would say probably a top two favorite to win the whole thing. Um, With Paul Pogba, they probably become the favorites because, I mean, that's just, I mean, you watch Hakimi in these these friendlies and it's just like, it's just another level. Like, he's just so much better than anybody PSG have ever had at that position. So you have Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria, Hakimi, who essentially is your third offensive weapon now. Behind Mbappe and Neymar. So now you have that attack, which is going to score probably around three goals a game. I can't, unless it just goes terribly wrong and Pochettino can't figure out a way to make those pieces fit, which you'd have to be a pretty dense person to not figure out how to make those guys play well together. But... If you're PSG right now, I don't think PSG are in that big of a hurry either. Because if they win the Champions League and he leaves for free, I think PSG would take that. I think for the most part, the fans would take that.
0: I, I would take that.
1: Yeah. So I, I unless Killian goes out and says, I want to leave now, which I, I don't think he's going to do. Like I don't see that's not the writing on the wall here. Because why? Because Real Madrid are already broke. They're already trying to get rid of assets. And they don't have a good team. You know, let's be clear about this. They do not have a good team. PSG have the better team. Like, if you want to win the Champions League this year, you'd rather be on PSG if you're killing Mbappe than Real Madrid.
0: I could see Real Madrid being a third-place team in the league of this season.
1: It's possible. I don't know you know i don't think they ha- i don't think they're going to be as good as either atletico or barcelona they're they're probably in that mix but would they be the third team would they be the second team possibly i mean i don't see any of those teams as being particularly strong right now so real madrid could back into winning a league but i don't see them as a champions league threat at all and they they don't have the weapons their core is well over 30 marcelo i think is near 30 Casemiro's near 30, Kroos, Modric, Benzema all, you know, 30 plus. And they don't have a great young core of talent around Kylian Mbappé. What they would have to do is somehow get more money and again, who wh- where, where are their sellable assets? You know, whereas you're not selling Modric, you're not selling Kroos, you're not selling Benzema, you're not, none of those guys are getting sold. And the guys you want to sell, it's like the Barcelona problem. Barcelona have a bunch of guys making a lot of money that they want to sell, but they can't because why would you, if you're Samuel and TT, why would you want to leave that situation? You're making, you know, <laughs> over 10 million euros a year to sit on the bench. Like, why? Why would you want to work hard in that situation? It's good work if you can get it. It is. I mean, it's hard to make this this kind of money these days. So, like, if I'm making any sense at all, I think the just central point is this is not something that PSG are going to have easily solved in the next week or two. I doubt it. I think this is going to be a situation where PSG are going to, and this is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to run the clock. I think Killian's going to run the clock out. I think PSG are going to be fairly okay with that. And depending on how the team takes shape around him, either he's going to end up signing towards the end of his deal, maybe even next year, or he's going to go to Real Madrid at the end of five years and he's going to have to be the face of the rebuild, which might be something he wants to do. But I don't see this being like a, they're going to get 180 million euros for him. Like they paid for him. It's just not going to happen. Not in this, not in this climate, not in the environment they're in. And you know, who who would have guessed that you'd have a year and a half where there were no fans in the stands. Like who, who, who could have seen that coming? So you know, the, the idea that these clubs were gonna be flush with cash and that there was gonna be a bidding war for them was probably what PSG was anticipating, but that's clearly not what happened. And obviously their intent was to wanna keep him around for 10, 15 years, but is that gonna happen? I don't know, probably not. It's probably the least likely option at this point. So really your argument is do you do you sell him for pennies on the or i wouldn't say pennies on the dollar but nick quarters on the dollar you're selling him for probably half of what his valuation should be do you do that and basically say to the rest of the team well we're probably not going to win the champions league this year we're going to use that money we're going to we're going to get you know maybe." Maybe we even save that money for the following window and use it, which would probably be smarter than, you know, what Barcelona did four years ago when they got all that Neymar money and they just tried to spend it really quickly and it didn't work. I think it'd be better, you know, keep the money, see what you have, but you you do have to replace them in some way, which, you know, would probably open the door for Moise Keane to return if that were to happen because you'd have enough money to do it at that point. I don't think that's an attractive option for PSG. I, I don't. I don't like that option. I think the better option is to try to win the thing and send him out on a bang. And maybe if you, you know, keep at it, keep trying to negotiate, keep putting the good team around him, sign Paul Pogba at the end of August. Maybe you get a situation where Killian goes, "All right, this." I can stay here for a few more years because this is the best chance I have to win. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe this has been the plan since 2017 when he when he came over here. And maybe it's one of those things where they don't want to deviate from the plan, which is reasonable. I don't think it's the right move sporting-wise. I think that's a bit of a – I think I even tweeted about it a few weeks ago. I think that's a bit of a scam. I, I don't think there's a um, – legitimate sporting reason to go to Real Madrid at this point over PSG. It just doesn't make sense. So, I mean, that's basically my thoughts on it. I'll yeah. let you kind of, if, if, I don't know what you, I guess I kind of know what you think, but
0: so, so for me, um, my whole thing, and I think you hit the nail on the head is that PSG really are powerless. In this whole situation. They, they have no leverage. They can't really force him to do anything. And so I think from there though. You have to start thinking about. Distraction. And I think by. Mbappe not saying what he wants to do. He's opening the door for the questions. Every press conference. Questions about it. His teammates are going to have to. Be asked about it. Pochettino's already getting questions about it. And this is a team that is usually does have lots of distractions just by the nature of being PSG and all the money and the players. But this is just, like, unnecessary. And I think if Mbappe just said, my intention is to leave at the end of the season, I think most supporters would give him a farewell tour. We would get behind him. We would give it one more go with him and then wish him well. As he goes on, because he was upfront with what he wanted. He said, this is Real Madrid is the club I've always dreamed of playing for. Now's the time, whatever it might be. I don't think any fan would begrudge him for wanting to do that. But when you are quiet and you talk out of both sides of your mouth, it starts to turn fans against you. And for me, I'm souring on Mbappe a little bit. Um, I, I just think it's it's not... What it's not in the best interest of his teammates in the club to continue to just be quiet about the number one topic in all of football. What is Mbappe going to do? And he's just going to sit on it and let it just fester until it smells all season. And then the end of the year, maybe he signs, maybe not. He said he wants to be part of a project. What the hell does PSG need to do to prove to you that they are a better project than whatever is that dumpster fire at the Bernabeu? What do they need to do? Maybe it's Pogba. Maybe if they bring in Pogba, his his good buddy from the French national team, then maybe he'll sign. But I'm just – what more do you want? You want money? PSG can give it to you. You want players? We can give it to you. We got the best squad in all of Europe. What is it that you want? And yeah. that's my whole thing. That's that's where I'm standing okay. on it. Yeah.
1: It, it. It's a slippery slope, though, too, because then you become – LeBron James, you become the Cleveland Cavaliers trying to make sure LeBron James stays in Cleveland and you do a bunch of dumb stuff that that doesn't really work. It's a bit of a different situation because PSG are never going to be a lottery team. They're never going to be a bottom of the table team. They're just they're going to be they're going to be first or second every year in League 1. They're going to be in the quarterfinals of the Champions League at least every year, regardless of whether Mbappe's there or not. So it's not – the urgency for PSG here is not – and also they have Neymar and this Hakimi kid's going to be a star. Like he's going to be – he's just going to be a star. So I, I think having those two guys around takes a little bit of the pressure off PSG to go full out and try to sign Mbappe because I, I think that PSG will be fine. I think they have the right kind of guys now. I think they have they have most of their guys signed up long-term – they have a good two, three-year window before they have to tweak the thing dramatically. Mbappe's a great player, but again, I think it's better... I I, I just... I, I, On his end, I just... I don't see... um, I don't see him caring all that much about what fans think about him. I think he's sticking to what he wants to do. I think he doesn't owe it to PSG to make bold declarations. I think it would be nice, I guess. But I think if, if Killian were to say, you know, hey, I want to go to Real Madrid, I think what PSG would do is say, look, you got a year on your contract, stay for a year. We'll try to convince you to stay. We're not giving up. But I don't I don't necessarily think it would change all that much of the equation here. But I think it'd be a big the- news thing
0: Sorry, what does that convincing process look like? Like, what what could look, they possibly say that hasn't been said already?
1: No, this is this is not about. At this point, it's not about what PSG can say or what they can't say. It's they're doing the work, and I know that's sort of an overwrought phrase these days. But they're doing the the things you would do to try to convince your top scorer to stay. They're, you know, they signed again. Uh, This this Hakimi kid, and I keep saying it, he's going to be a star. He is going to be PSG's best player by the time Neymar, you know, in about two or three years, Hakimi is going to be the best player. And um, they're doing the right thing. They signed a generational goalkeeper. They signed a guy who's going to be in their net at an elite level for the next 10 to 15 years. If all things go well and he stays healthy, um, it's a good team. It's got good depth. They have good scoring options off the bench. It has very few holes. I mean, there's still a bit of a hole at left back, but if Juan Bernat can come back and stay healthy, they should be okay. Um, you may want, and with the Pogba thing, you may want to get Verratti a second midfielder next to him. But even without Pogba, you still have Adrisa Gay. Leandro Paredes, uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum now. That's not something to sneeze at. That's a lot of depth next to Varadhi, and we know he gets hurt every other month. So you'll have guys who can come in. You still have um, Javi Simmons, who I think will get some minutes this year. Um, Yeah, uh, Pichy did everything he needed to do. I think where this you know, and I, I I don't like the idea of sort of like who's to blame, who's not to blame. I think sometimes a player has their mind set on something. I think this has been a plan that the Mbappe's and I say Mbappe's plural have had for the last five years now. I think part of the deal with going to PSG was to give Killian a few years of seasoning before he went to a club with I would say still bigger expectations, even without, even in the kind of poor shape it's in, I think um, there's still that bit of uh, reputation that Real Madrid's a bigger club. Whether financially that's true right now or not, I, I think the perception is still clearly there.
0: They have more Instagram followers.
1: So, but at the end of the day, it is sort of... PSG have to make a decision. And I think, you know, we can kind of boil it down to this. I'll boil it down to this. PSG have to make a decision. Do you irritate Kylian Mbappe to a point where he says he wants to leave and then you sell him and you basically give up the Champions League this year? Or do you go for it? And my thought is, PSG have enough money. Yes. You know, it's at, you know, at the end of, uh, you know, you'd rather get a hundred million plus for them. But if that, if you can't do that, then the the best case scenario here is to try to win the champions league.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, it would be great to sell them for 200 million and, and, um, spend that on any striker or winger that's out there in the market right now, but that's just not where we are. I think we're we're in agreement. For me, I think it would just be nice if, if Mbappe would just let us all know what he plans to do. But let's put a pin in that. I'm sure there will be a lot more information coming out in the coming weeks um, on that topic. But what I want to ask you, you know, we're recording this podcast on July 30th. Um, you look on the, the squad page on the website, which I'm scrolling through right now, And my goodness, I mean, we've got six goalkeepers, like 35 midfielders. I mean, the squad, it's great for depth, but it is bloated. I think PSG could probably use an influx of some cash. We've mentioned Pogba, mentioned maybe bringing Keane back. Um, What I want to ask you is, what business do you see happening, outgoing and incoming, before we really get into the real start of the season?
1: I think uh the few sort of obvious ones. I think um Sarabia probably goes. I, I think he's sort of surplus at this point. Di is gonna be the guy coming off the bench. Um I, I don't see you know, I, I don't see a need for that. Um Sarabia probably goes. Um if Pogba's coming in then you're gonna have to get rid of Ferreira, probably get rid of uh somebody else as well. Riffy, on that. Yeah. Rafinha probably, although I don't know what you're going to get from Rafinha at this point. Um, I think there's a bunch of loans they're going to have. They're going to do. I don't think they're going to have six goalkeepers by the end of this. I think they're going to sell a bunch. I think they're already going to sell Ariola. Um, Garrison and Innocent got loaned out. Um, bulk is not going to be there. Um Franchi's not going to be there. They're going to they're going to get rid of all those guys. So it's not. It's going to end up being three goalkeepers. It's going to be. Navas, Donnarumma, and Letelier. That's what it's going to be. Those are going to be your three keepers that they're going to have on the squad. And then, you know, defensively, I think he got a loan out the 16-year-old. I I, I think he they signed him to a contract to 2024. 20, he got his, you know, three-year deal. Um, He's not ready. He, I think there's a lot of hype, but he's not ready. I saw him in that... <clears throat> So I'm in that game against Sevilla. Um You're talking about Bit Yeah, Bitsyabu. Yabu. He was exposed in that game. He wasn't very good. And it's just he, 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 he's 16, which means he should have a couple of years um of seasoning somewhere before he comes in and takes you know, Ramos is a two-year rental. So, you know, you're gonna have to fill Ramos's spot and hopefully Bit is the kind of guy that would fill it. But he's still a couple of years away. Um I mean, if we're getting into sort of the, the back end of the roster, which is really what PSG are gonna have to do the work on, it's people like Garby and Simmons. I think Simmons stays. I think they have a lot invested in him. I think he I think he's done enough where he I mean theoretically you'd like to loan him out and give him minutes, but he, he's just you're gonna sign him to an extension. You gotta you gotta play him. I mean, I think he'll get sort of the Sarabia minutes that Sarabia would get. I like um i like garby i i think everybody's sort of been high on him but he's another guy that they're gonna have to loan out because they just have too many attack players and i like garby garby's a guy that you could right now you probably get him off the bench for 10 minutes and he'll he'll try to create shots and he'll try to make runs i like his aggressiveness and that's good to have because some of the some of those young kids don't have that aggression garby clearly does um uh, Mishu I thought in the he had COVID for a week or two. Uh, he didn't really get the the minutes he should have gotten in this uh, in this uh, preseason, but he looked great in the yeah. time he was on. I was I, he's another him. guy. Yeah, he's another guy that again send him to a league on team for a year, let him get minutes. Midfielders need to play. Midfielders can't develop like attack players can. Attack players, you can kind of give them 10, 15 minutes per game, get them in the, the rhythm of things. Um, a player like mishu he needs to play 90 minutes, 80 minutes a game. So I, I think you'll see as August goes that they're going to trim the roster down. <coughs> not, too, not too concerned about that. I, I think, yeah, it's bloated right now, but you still got a whole month to sell people. What, what do you think so, happens with Callum Um, I guess it depends what happens with Kane. I'm not I, – I, I think people are high on Callum I think he's a – right now I think he's a replacement level sort of off-the-bench winger right now. I don't see him as anything special yet i haven't seen the the pop that goes oh that kid's you know you watch Kylian Mbappe when he's 17 you're like oh yeah that kid's that kid's different calm Wendo, you're like he's fine i don't even think he's moist keen level quality as a finisher so i think he he does he has good movement and stuff but you know it really depends what PSG want to do with that with that uh striker position. And I think that's going to be the I think that's going to be the story of August is to see what PSG are going to do with that spot. Cuz right now it's been a lot of Mauro Icardi. Uh they've put Calmundo in there a little, Kenny Nagera has gotten some minutes there. But I don't see Mauro Icardi getting the bulk of the of the minutes as the as the striker I think it's going to be Mbappe that's going to play the nine I just I think that's where this is going to end up um I don't see a better option at this point because Acardi just just doesn't give you much and he gives you enough if you're in the right situation but I, I almost sort of feel like you know if you're going to play Di Maria Neymar and Mbappe and you also, and I, I again, I can't stress enough, I've said it, I think, three or four times now, how good Hakimi is and how transformative he is to how PSG can attack people. And I look at it like this. If Mbappe is going to score 30-plus, which is a safe bet, I think he'll probably need to score 40 to, to really guarantee PSG the league. Neymar's healthy. He, he's in the 15 to 20 range. Um. Was that that gets you around sixty at the most you have between those two if if all goes well. I think Hakimi's gonna be somewhere in the ten to fifteen range. I think he's gonna score ten goals for them. I think as a right as a right back, that's kinda rare. But I just think you can do so much with him. And he just is somebody you can revolve your offense around for stretches, where he just makes those runs. He's fast on the ball. He can make a run. He can And it's hard with a right back because sometimes you're making runs for different reasons. Like he can make a run to dribble. He can make the run to overlap. He can make the run for space. And he can make that run to get the ball and pass it into the box. He can do all the things that you want a fullback to do. What's happened for so many years is that PSG have been hampered by their fullback play because those fullbacks were so limited in their skill set. But if you have a guy like Hakimi who can take a guy one-on-one on the wing and beat him down the field, that opens up all the space for all those other guys. And it's just it, – it really changes how PSG are able to play. And I think it'll mean that you don't need as much from your nine position as you would when you don't have a full bat. I think you can do false nines at that point and you can have Mbappe get inside and those passes are going to be better. I think you'll get more service in there. I think they can, I, I I'm excited about that because I think once they get the full team together, I think what this offense can do will start to get unlocked. Yeah.
0: Especially if Bernat's on the other side can emulate a little bit of what Hakimi does I think Hakimi is by far the better player, but if you have two fullbacks that can get forward with a lot of pace, I think that would be just phenomenal Um, in terms of teaming up with Neymar and Mbappe up front. I think that that just overall attack is just going to be one of the best, if not the best in all of Europe.
1: Yeah, there isn't really a hole that I can see and the whole, you know, and, it was so easy – it was. It got easy for teams to defend PSG because even if you have Neymar and Mbappe, they can't – what was happening – what was really happening is that they couldn't create off the ball. They couldn't make runs off the ball because you don't have people to get them the ball. You don't have a, a wing – a fullback that can get them the ball and overlap and make the runs. So Neymar and Mbappe were basically stuck trying to score and create. And that just didn't work. And you could see teams starting to overload on on Mbappe's side. They got the ball away from him. And what would would happen is they basically just leave the right back alone and just shift their entire defense over to Mbappe's side. So with Hakimi there, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, with Akimi there, you can't, if, if it's Colin Dagba playing right back, you know, you can do that. And Dagba's not going to beat you. Hakimi's going to beat you. If you leave him alone, he's going to score. Like right? he'll he'll make those runs inside, and he he will score goals. So I I think it'll it. This really was you know the piece we talk about Ramos, which was a good signing. Donnarumma and and now Them Hakimi was the piece that if he can stay healthy, if they can get him integrated, he transforms what PSG can do. And he takes all that pressure off of those two. And I think if Mbappe is around September, October, playing with Hakimi, I think he'll sort of see, oh, this is different. Because I feel like he's been, you know, with PSGs, and I, you could see it in the Euro, the European Championships this year, he's banging his head against the wall because he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have, they're not giving him space. The teams have figured him out. In the sense that they can defend him now, it's like—I I hate to keep throwing these NBA references in here, but I—I I, I do because it's—it's apt. It's like watching Giannis. I kind of see Mbappe and Giannis as the same kind of guy, like and i'm talking about giannis antetokounmpo uh, on the uh on the bucks well except giannis wanted to
0: stay with the team that you know he got his starting with and wanted to win a championship instead of like flirting with the lakers but go ahead finish well, okay. Point. Well,
1: but, but, okay well besides that though teams figured out how to stop giannis and they did it by just building a wall and making him drive into And drive into them. And that's what Mbappe basically does. Mbappe gets the ball on the left and he tries to dribble by people and create and if you build a wall, you stop them. So putting somebody like Hakimi in there, sort of I think in a way of, you know, with Milwaukee sort of being able to finally get the right team around him, where they couldn't do that as well. You see with PSG, I think getting Hakimi in there is going to prevent teams from overloading And it'll give Mbappe opportunities to do other things. And I think if he plays with Akimi for a while, he will say, okay, this is different. I'm not playing with Thomas Meunier and Colin Dagba and um, in the French team, you're not playing with Benjamin Pavard, who's a below average right back in any team in Europe, any major team in Europe, he's below average. Um, he had that one goal in the World Cup where people thought he was good, but then it's like, eh, he's not really that good. It, it was a pretty um, nice goal. It was, but it, he isn't very good. Um, but good players want to play with good other great players. Great players want to play with great players. And I think once he sees Akimi, I do think that'll change the equation a little bit. Maybe not enough, but if they can keep the team healthy, it's going to be a fun team to watch.
0: Yeah, and I think one part that you maybe left out, I, I think Donnarumma is a better goalkeeper than Navas. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. And I think we saw with, in the Euros with Italy, Donnarumma's always looking ahead where he can release Hakimi, who's maybe sprinting down the touchline, and, and he can you know pass it over to Neymar or whatever to launch an attack. Um, I, I think that that's definitely something. If, if you see Donnarumma out there, look for him to really spring the attack from the goalkeeper position.
1: I I think they're equal in quality at this point, but when when but here's the thing, because you're right about this. All things being equal, one of those players is 35 and he's on a bit of a decline. I wouldn't I w- I don't want to go too far to say it's rapid because it's not. He's still very good. He's still really elite. But you have a 22 year old going into his prime, and you have a 35 year old going out of his prime. So w- what decision is that's not a decision. It's not a logical, the logical decision is not to go with the 35-year-old. So make sure that you, you know, and they're only going to pay him 7 million euros. It's incredible
0: business this summer. It's
1: insane.
0: I mean, look at what we and, paid for Hakimi, and then you compare that to what, like, Arsenal just paid for Ben White um, from Brighton. It's an absolute steal. Hakimi is could be the best right back in the world. I know some people may say Trent Alexander Arnold, but Hakimi's like 1B then. I mean, he is up there. And we paid what, sixty million euro for him?
1: Sixty something, yeah. Sixty something. But it, it's I think you'll see with eventually Donorama's gonna be the starter by the end of the year. I don't and I think it'll be a transition. I think you know what? I and I'm sorry, I don't, you know, look, it is a business. And Navas is going to get two and a half really good years at PSG. I don't know what other cl- he he'll go to other club. The PSG will sell him to another club, and he'll be good for that club too. But at some point, you do have to think long term, and it's a it's the right long term decision. And it yeah. may not end up working, mm-hmm. but it's at the moment, you know, without hindsight, without seeing how it develops over the next ten years, right now, it's the one hundred percent right decision to make. Yeah. And I, I, I think you'll I, see Navas. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what I'm saying is, I think yeah. you'll see Navas start the Champions League matches. I think you'll see Donnarumma do most of the league on matches. And I think that's how they'll transition it. Because I still think you want that experience in the Champions League match, all things being equal. I think you'd rather the experience of Navas in that spot. But, you know, if Navas starts showing decline, you can throw Donnarumma in there. And it won't be, you know, Donnarumma's no slouch in big matches, obviously. So, (laughs) I think that's how you'll see it start, but it's not going to... I don't think this is going to... It's going to be a big deal in the media, but I think think everyone kind of knows what the score is here. At least, I hope they do.
0: Yeah, for me, I just don't want to lose a massive game on a goalkeeper blunder. We saw in that first game against City, where Navas was kind of sort of at fault, a couple of those goals there. And we know what happened when uh, Buffon was uh in goal i you know go with the, the the kid who's in his prime i mean he is phenomenal he just won the euros with italy he, you ask me he's better i love it's not to like say novice isn't great he is he was and but Don Aruma, it's his time It's donnarumma maybe you can figure out something in league on play where you can split time but in champions league i want donnarumma i feel more comfortable with him in goal
1: yeah
0: um mark let's keep it moving here um Because we're coming up on time. I do want to to get your prediction. We're going to talk about. I want your prediction on. Where PSG will finish in the league. Where PSG will finish in the Champions League. And if you want to give me. Who you think will be the top goal scorer. And maybe a breakout player. Um, So go ahead and knock those four out.
1: You see I'm holding up a one. So. I'm pretty sure PSG finished first. I I can't see a situation where they don't. It's team, the They have, they have a full year. Of, they're gonna have a full year of Pachettino. They're gonna. I I think the Achilles' heel is still the defense. I think, you know, going from Tuchel to Pochettino, I think you go down a notch defensively. But it, it with with a full with a full you know with time, I think the offense is just gonna be so much. I think it's going to be so lethal offensively that I don't think the mistakes are going to matter as much as they did. And I think champions league, I I do think the talent will be so overwhelming that I I think they're a semi-finalist again, and we'll see what happens from there. But I do, I think the talent's just overwhelming. And if they get Pogba, the talent's just going to be too overwhelming. You you just, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to, you're not going to, the, the, the amount of things that had to go wrong for PSG to lose the league last year. The fact of the matter is they played the maybe that was their worst I think that was their worst league on season full league on season under QSI and the the amount of games they had to lose, the amount of draws, just the amount of bad stuff to happen then to only lose the league by one point. So to, you can't imagine all of that stuff going wrong again. You can't imagine, you know, all those all that all those losses. It's just not going to happen. So if PSG get over 90 points, which is probably what will happen, that's round 27, 28 wins-ish with about four draws in there. That should be enough. So they're going to win the league. I think they're going to be semi-finalists in the Champions League again. We'll see what happens with that. And um, Mbappe is going to lead the team in scoring, like he always does if he stays. Um Nobody else on the team is really built to do that except for him. Um, I think this is going to be a fun season. I think that PSG have enough professional players out there to know that the Mbappe thing's not going to be a a huge distraction. I think they can compartmentalize those things. And I think they understand that, you know, again, we're just Today, if we want to, if we want to name this show or give it a kind of a a fancy tagline. It's going to be you. You know, the show of NBA references. You know, if this is the if this is the last dance, Jordan and Pippin kind of deal. I like Mbappe it. Mbappe and Neymar. I think that I think you know they're going to try to go out with the Champions League, obviously, and I think they're going to go out playing well. So, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be a good year, and it starts on. Um, Starts on Sunday with the Trophy de Champion. They're playing it in Tel Aviv of all places.
0: That's an interesting choice. And then, yeah, against uh, Tuala on August 7th. 7th uh, or the 8th? I'm looking on the website and it's got August 7th. Well,
1: and I just want to say this too, and I know I'm, 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 uh, I'm very much quickly changing subjects, but here in the United States, if you're if you're uh, if you're listening to this abroad, this really doesn't apply to you. But um, the uh, soccer rights wars, you know, they they still raging and intensified. BN sports is now left with the Turkish League and League One, and it's just hysterical to watch. It's so bad, you know. It's it's hysterical, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can turn this on without the volume so that I don't screw this up. Like the to, to the commercials through. are terrible.
0: Like it's so low budget.
1: But just to go through sort of what in Sports is is has on their air right now, which is um, you know, it, it's just it's okay, so here we go. It's got like All right, right now I'm watching okay, so here it is. It's the best of Neymar. Rising Stars, Stars of Africa, the W series. Lee Gun, Beach Handball, Beach Handball, In Mbappe match, uh, Best of Neymar, Lee Gun Season, and then a bunch of paid programming. Stars of Lee Gun, Stars of Lee Gun, Stars of Lee Gun, of Lee Gun Kevin Volon.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna do a podcast where I, I, mean, just, I just watch want, all the. I, want
1: you to understand, I just want you to understand what I just said there. They are they are literally showing a Monaco PSG match from November of twenty twenty because of Kevin Volon. Burak Gilmaz gets his own <laughs> Stars of League on episode. Um, oh Dimitri Payet gets his own. Wisem Ben Yedder. So right now, League on is being sports. It's the only thing they have. So while most of the others are on either Paramount or um, ESPN. ESPN or uh, Fox or whatever. PSG have, it's like, it's weird. It's the, it's the Will Smith gif where he's in the empty, the empty house where all the furniture got moved out and he's looking around for like, where is everybody? That's kind of where PSG is right now. They're in the empty mansion looking for the furniture going like, where the hell is everybody?
0: Look, look Mark, what, like, you make fun, what you make fun of being, I'm going to take this as an opportunity, being, if you want to throw a little cash our way, we'll bring the 1970. We'll bring PSG talking, whatever show you want, both of them. If you need programming, we'll come on. We'll fill an hour or two. Reach out. You know how to find
1: I, I, me. I, I'm pretty sure I've said too many bad things about them at this point for that to happen. But hell, they, there's nothing else on. I literally, I think before a, a a friendly match they were showing, uh, foot volleyball, beach foot volleyball have you ever seen beach foot volleyball
0: i love like the really low budget wrestling that they show it's like in someone's no, it's... backyard on a trampoline
1: it, i don't know i'm watching this match this is a match rabia was still on the team so this was september 29th 2018. they never used to show this stuff they would always show best of messi best mm-hmm. of ronaldo best of you know Benzema. it's just like Taking League off, taking La Liga off this network is just, And I, 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 I don't I understand. I cannot believe <laughs> they're really trying to keep this thing alive. I just can't believe it. Like, it, it really is bad. It's like, I'm shocked this hasn't folded. I'm shocked they have enough money coming in to keep the lights on here.
0: It can't be a money-making venture. And it's like, I just saw the Scottish League was picked up by Paramount. And I'm just like, yeah. Anybody? Does anyone want Neymar? Messi? Can I interest you? Sergio Ramos? Anyone out it's there? Like
1: it's, again, another gif. It's like, Lord, I see what you've done for others, and I want that for myself. That's what I feel right now. Like, I've seen all the great things you've done for all these other leagues going to, you know, premium uh, premium channels in you know, premium subscription services, which is the way of the world now. It's what it is. And being sports is still, you know, premium cable package. Like people aren't paying, you know, except for me. People aren't really paying the premium cable package. It's anymore. so
0: bad. It's so. Oh, so it's
1: like. It, it is. It's it is really bad,
0: and it's bad in France too, to be honest, with the meteorites. Yeah,
1: but it's just it, it's like watching a dinosaur. Like being sports is like a dinosaur. Of you know what what a sports what their model of what the sports network was gonna be, it's you know what's the what's the was Apple's competitor that didn't make it or you know was it like the the Trax or the you know something yeah. whatever like the you know what I mean like it's like watching a 2011 version of what. A sports network was going to look like
0: it was like it's like blu-ray and hd dvd or something like that right yeah it's like two formats just, and blu-ray one
1: yeah it's it, it, it's just it's incredible to see this because and it's going to keep going as long as they can keep it going i guess but you know i don't even know if ray's doing the, the games i don't know if it's going to be ray or i know i think phil shane did one of the um mm-hmm. phil shane did one of the the preseason games the Sevilla one but i i Like, what are they going to do? Like, really, what are they going to do with this network? And we're going to commercial. So we get to see the first. uh... The commercials are just hilarious.
0: It's like things for things you've never even heard of. But um, all right. We've hit our quota on being bashing. um, Hashtag being bashing. I just had
1: to make that point because it's just, I I, I feel like it's it's bad. For the American audience.
0: Yes. Um, Let's wrap up real quick. Um, Short answers for these, Mark, and we can go back and forth. Actually, let me just – I'm with you. PSU finished first in the league. I'm going to say semifinals in the Champions League. With a little luck, maybe we win it. Leading scorer Mbappe. Breakout player, I think – Hakimi. I think he's the player that I'm going to be looking at. Um, Okay. Listener questions. Thank you, everyone who sent in questions. This one comes from at that dude Phil 96. If Mbappe leaves this summer or the next, will PSG fans despise him? Um, I'll take it first. I, if he wants to leave, it's fine. I think if he just is upfront with fans, I think they won't despise him. If he runs this down and leaves kind of messy and, you know, doesn't really do great this season, you can tell that his mind is elsewhere. Then, yeah, I think fans are going to despise him. But what do you think,
1: Mark? It depends. If he wins the Champions League for PSG, fans are not going to despise him. I don't think do the fans and, – and, you know – the fans don't despise zlatan i don't think you know, Zlatan stayed for his four years and left mm-hmm. people don't despise him um yeah i don't i don't think it really depends how it goes but i, I don't um, It's. It, it, i hate to say i can't really answer that question but i can't really answer that question yeah, it's hard to speak the,
0: for for all the fans you mentioned zlatan him and mbappe got together at Varati's uh recent wedding congrats to uh, marco on his uh nuptials uh next question here comes from at michael j mccrary um asked two questions do you see psg playing three at the back with hakimi and bernat as wingbacks or a regular 4-3-3 with Kimpembe on the bench and also if they go 4-3-3 does psg need to get another midfielder cough cough pogba um three at the back would be exciting i think we talked about that um uh, the attack with Hakimi and Bernard if he's able to come back, I, I think a three at the back would be really interesting. But I think you got to go four, especially with Sergio Ramos coming in and and with Marquinhos. I think four at the back is the way to go. Uh, but what do you say?
1: Yeah, I was going to say I'm I'm not a three at the back fan. I, I I don't think I think it stretches your your center backs a lot. And I think if you don't have center backs that are capable of it, I don't think it's the right. I don't, Ramos has never played it. Marquinhos never plays it. Kimpembe never... They don't play that. So why... I think the idea... And I know this is a longer conversation, but I'll, I'll, I'll break it down into the sort of the bullet point. I think the idea of Ramos is to take the pressure off Kimpembe and give Marquinhos a guy in a Champions League match where you don't have to babysit him. And with Kimpembe, too, you know, there's a lot of times where he's good... But then there's times where he's just reckless and bad and you have to babysit him. And I think in a big match, you can't afford to have Kimpembe picking up. And I know the irony of what I'm saying is, but you don't want him picking up stupid red cards. Ramos made a career out of it, but Ramos is 35 years old. He's not an idiot anymore. He's not, you know, I think with center backs, it just takes a while to season them. And I think Kimpembe still needs a little seasoning. And I think, you know, I think they thought that Kimpembe was ready when they got rid of Silva, but I think it showed that he wasn't, and they needed to have a guy to come in and write the chip a little bit. So I, I still think you go two at the back. I think you're going to see a 4-2-3-1. I think you're going to see them load up their attack. I think you're going to see them try to put four attackers on attacking players on the field at the same time. Um, I think in league on, they're going to get away with it in the champions league. They might have to make some adjustments. They may have to go with Hakimi as a, and they did this a little bit under Unai Emery where they played Danny Alves as a, as a wing, as like a, as like a right winger. I think you'll see if, if they have to do it, I think they'll, what they'll do is they'll play, um, like a Herrera at right back and then bring Hakimi up in the wing position. If they I don't think you're going to see three at the back. I I just, I don't, I might be wrong, but I don't think you'll see three at the back.
0: Yeah, I think we're in agreement there. Um, And then last question briefly at PanaKing90, what are your thoughts on the Pogba pursuit instead of Kamavinga over there at Ren? I think you could get him for uh, probably cheaper, you know, especially if you buy Pogba right now. Um, Younger, a lot more upside. Maybe a little bit more of a project, maybe not quite there yet. But what do you think about that? Do you think PSG yeah, should go but, for Kamavinga instead?
1: Well, here's the thing: um, if you if you sign Kamavinga, I think he becomes one of those other. He comes, he, he, you, he sort of becomes like a, a guy on the list of midfielders that you have. He goes into that Paredes, Herrera, Gay, Danilo list. If you sign Pogba, it's Verratti... Pogba, like, you don't, there's, it's, it solves your problem. If you sign Kamavinga, you're signing him for two, three years down the road where you can bring him in and he becomes the starter, but he would be in a rotation with all those other, all those other dudes. Pogba does not go into a rotation with all those other dudes. Pogba is the dude. You know what I mean? Like, so it depends that movie the big Lebowski the dude wasn't that the movie? yes yes it is the dude abides but it's um Yeah you know what I mean like if if your goal is to go for it this year sign Pogba because then it's Pogba it's not the the smorgasbord the poopoo platter of midfielders that you have to rotate in and out every every game you have two main starters and then the rest of them are backups so that's how I look at it. I think Kamavinga's a good player. I think he'll be a pretty good player. Will he be Paul Pogba? I don't know. But I, I think if you sign him, he's not somebody that's going to come in right now and make you better. He just, he just, you're just spending forty million for another midfielder that you have to put on the bench and rotate and get minutes for. That to me is a waste of. It's a waste of funds. Yeah. Uh, you know, pay forty million. For for Kamavinga who's gonna, you know, slowly integrate over the next couple of years, or pay seventy for Pogba, who's gonna be your starter right away. Yeah. I don't think in the situation PSG's in, that's that's enough.
0: It's a win now situation. You can't wait for two, three seasons for Kamavinga to get up to speed. You need someone who's ready to hit the ground running and can bang in goals in the Champions
1: League and isn't gonna Kamavinga is eighteen? <laughs> He's something I can look it up. How bit, many, he... how, really think about it. How many really good midfielders are there at eighteen? It's very short list. Yeah, it's maybe 18. even not existent.
0: He'll be nineteen in uh, November. So,
1: yeah, that's it's hard to be a good midfielder that young. It just is. It's like it to me, it's like the I know we got to go, but I know mean, the, the farther you get away from you know, I think the the farther you get away from goalie, the the shorter it takes to develop. Like I think the center backs take the longest. I think the midfielders take the second longest. And then I think fullbacks maybe in the next tier. And then if you're a winger or a striker, I think, especially wingers, you can get good wingers anywhere. Strikers may be a little bit of a different story, but it really depends. I think, but definitely with midfielders, you don't see a bunch of great 18-year-old midfielders running around. Like, you just don't. Most good midfielders are in their late 20s, early 30s.
0: Yeah, it is rare. So I think we're in agreement. Go for Pogba. Win now. You don't know how long you'll have Mbappe. So, all right, Mark, that's the end of the show. We've got these little titles, so you don't need to tell everyone how to find you on Twitter. These are our handles right there if you want to find us. Great to be back. We're going to have another podcast, uh, PSG talking. We're going to record that on Sunday after the Trophée des Champions. So we will recap that game and look ahead to the season with a bigger panel of PSG talk uh, contributors. So look forward to that. And we're going to do these regularly. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is you like to listen to us, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, Mark, any parting shots before we get out of here?
1: I'm just looking forward to another PSG season. Um, what is this now? You started this in 2015. I think,
0: yeah, 15. So crazy. It's been a long so time. We're, at,
1: we're about year six or seven, of, six or seven of this. So, you know, I mean, for all the people that have contributed to this over the years, I mean, you've been the constant that's held this whole thing together. So, you know, it's been a lot of heartbreak. It, it, if you, you know, if you, if, it, it, it's been fun. It's been some fun, but you know, if you like what we do, um, just listen to it, you know, it's the best thing you can do for us. Just give us an, you know, just give us an audience to talk to. And, and we're, we're grateful to all of you that, that, uh, listen to this every week and, and look forward to us doing this stuff. And, you know, we, we, we try to, I think as best we can be as honest and truthful and not, uh, you know we're not a we're not a, we're a fan site, but I think we try to bring a level of professionalism to this uh, that is, yeah, hopefully, appreciated, and um, yeah, listen to this show, listen to the flagship PSG talking with you know Guillaume and Jeff and all the all these other guys we have on the show, yeah. And Carl, um, Carl will be on, I think. We'll have a, we'll be international Carl, on Sunday. It's a, we have we have contributors across the um across the globe really
0: we do it, it's it's crazy when i started this back in 2015 i never thought i would still be doing it. it was just kind of like a hobby and here we are so with uh thousands of listeners and still going strong so thank you everyone for listening to this show all of our shows reading the site and um keeping us uh going you know without you guys without seeing people or reading and listening to our stuff we probably wouldn't keep it going so thank you so much um and with that we'll let everyone go thank you so much for listening we'll catch you next time bye everyone
1: au revoir for now